Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome on in opening day edition of the Phillies Today podcast. Dan Wilson with you. And before I go anywhere, let me start with this. If you're a Phillies fan who maybe you paid attention or maybe you didn't pay attention, didn't watch a ton of regular season baseball over the last decade or so, and you got really back into baseball last year as this team went on that magical run. They clinched a playoff spot in Houston, first time in 11 years. And, you know, we all know the story. Then they have that miraculous comeback against the St. Louis Cardinals in the wild card round. And they the bat spike against Atlanta. And they win the division series. And then Bryce Harper's Bedlam at the Bank home run in the championship series. Then, of course, falling short in the World Series. There are a lot of magical runs, or a lot of magical moments, I should say, last October, and it was a very short offseason. Spring training came back around before we knew it, and everyone was excited for this Major League Baseball fan. And if you are a fan out there who is new to you know watching regular season baseball for the first time in a while, I just want to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you had to endure this game, and in a sense, I am sorry. In a sense, I'm not sorry because I've sat through regular season baseball for a while now, but I also understand that you know people got stuff going on. It's hard to sell a 162-game long season when, frankly, there's plenty of peaks, but there's also plenty of valleys, and it's not as ex- it's not always the most exciting thing, right? Like Major League Baseball added plenty of new rules that we'll get into, you know, throughout the course of the season of trying to make this game more interesting, adding things like the pitch clock, adding things such as expanded bases to get more stealing, things of that nature. But I get it if this is the first time for some people, and I imagine it was, that you were watching regular season baseball intently for a very, very long time. Welcome to what it's like. Welcome to what it's like because the Phillies went down to Texas here on opening day, the most festive day of the Major League Baseball season when everyone's excited, and they blew it. They blew it to the hands of the Texas Rangers in a game that, not that they could have won, but that they should have won. For those not aware, Jacob deGrom, when he's healthy, and the guy has had tons and tons of health concerns, but when he's healthy, is the best in the game. Jacob deGrom is one of the best pitch. If he didn't get injured, would be one of the best pitchers to ever do it. He is usually lights out. And the Philadelphia Phillies offense, as it's constructed, without Bryce Harper, who's currently on the injured list, without Reese Hoskins, who was ruled out for the season just a pretty recently, a couple weeks ago, towards the end of spring training, fielding a ground ball. And he had surgery today. We'll get to that a little bit later in the show. The Phillies chased Jacob deGrom out of the game. You want to know what Jacob deGrom's line was? Three and two-thirds innings, six hits, five runs, seven strikeouts. That was the line for Jacob deGrom. He allowed five runs. 
The Philadelphia Phillies scored five runs off the best pitcher in Major League Baseball for like a while now. Like Jacob DeGrom is a stone-cold ace stud, and the Phillies are very fortunate that they're not going to face him nearly as frequently now. I mean, I, they got him at the beginning of the season here, kind of ironic. The guy used to obviously pitch for the Mets. They let him walk this past offseason. He goes to the American League West. The Phillies happen to open down there. They're only series against the Texas Rangers all year in a season where you now play every team. They face him game one, and they chase him. Alec Bohm hit a two-run home run in the second inning. First home run of the Phillies season. First runs of the Phillies season. A beautiful swing. There's a right, you know, shot right into the right center field bullpen. And the Phillies take an early lead, and it looks like, here we go again, you know, the offense is exploding. Trey Turner, triple the right, scored Brad Marsh, Brandon Marsh, I should say, and Trey Turner scores on a DeGrom wild pitch that makes it four, and then Marsh later in the fourth inning doubles to left and scored Alec Bohm. DeGrom didn't even make it through the inning. And we're all sitting here as Phillies fans and saying, this is a beautiful thing. The Phillies are up 5-0 on opening day. They're picking up right where they left off. This is a team who means business and is coming out to defend their title as the National League champs, and they want more. That's going to be the whole slogan of this season. You saw it in the hype-up video. You've seen it in some of the social media campaigns. You've heard it with every player and Rob Thompson himself saying the goal of this season is not to make it back to the World Series, but to finish the job. They were two wins short. And here on opening day, they had a chance to make a statement with a, you always want to start 1-0. And this is a game the Philadelphia Phillies should have won. And for those unfamiliar, for those who, again, might have joined late last season, might have joined in the playoffs, and somehow missed all the discourse for as long as it's been going on, Aaron Nola blew the game today for the Phillies. Plain and simple. He blew the game today for the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, he was not the only one who blew it, but he was certainly the leading factor. Aaron Nola has had a tendency, not sure if you've heard, to hit a wall in some of his starts the past couple of years. Aaron Nola is coming off a season in which he pitched north of 230 innings in the you know all of last year, in 2022, regular season plus postseason. I think there are a number of reasons to be concerned. I'll start with those innings. Aaron Nola, if you include the postseason last year, a career high and... He's been a workhorse. Like, the guy's never hurt. The guy is almost always out there. He's going to go out there once every five days, and usually he's going to battle for you. Like, I am an Aaron Nola defender. This guy was fourth in Cy Young voting in 2022, seventh in Cy Young voting just a couple of seasons before that. Like, there's a reason why Aaron Nola is recognized as one of the best pitchers in baseball, because he deserves to be. And whether he's an ace, whether he's not, whatever your definition of what an ace is, I think it, the conversation's gotten a little bit ridiculous. But one thing is for sure is that in games like today, in games where he hits a wall once every four or five starts, you don't feel like he's one of those best pitchers. His numbers might suggest it at the end of the season, but he totally gave the game right back on a day where the Phillies chased the best starter in baseball. So is it fair to be concerned about the amount of innings he pitched a season ago? I think it is. Not because of what I saw today, but because if Aaron Nola does run into a situation where he gets hurt, if Aaron Nola does run into a situation where he runs out of gas a, you know, shorter in games than you need him to, usually when he runs out of gas, by the way, it's in like the fifth, sixth, seventh inning. Today it happened in the fourth. And if you're a fan of irony and if you're a fan of you know, calling back to previous opening days, opening day 2018, 
We all remember it. Gabe Kapler pulls Aaron Nola out of the game on 68 pitches. Aaron Nola allowed a game-tying home run to Robbie Grossman of the Rangers on his 68th pitch today. You almost can't script it any better than that. Now, he stayed in a few more pitches to get the another out, and then Rob Thompson pulled them then. But the joke became, you know, on Twitter or anyone who was thinking it at home, maybe Gabe Kapler knew what he was doing. Because this guy just seems, especially early in the season, you can't be running out of gas like that. And especially when your offense goes out there and spots you a 5 nothing lead against the best pitcher in baseball, what more can you ask for? The Phillies scored seven runs today. That should be enough. So Aaron Nola gives the game away. I think it's fair to be concerned about his innings. Number two is maybe there is concern about this contract looming over him. This was the first big league start, big league start in a real-life major league game that counts for Aaron Nola. Since we heard Dave Dombrowski say towards the end of spring training before they break, broke camp down there in Clearwater that the Phillies and Aaron Nola would not be continuing to attempt to negotiate this contract. Now, maybe that'll pick up at some point during the season. It seems like the plan as of now is to pick it up at the end of the season. Dave Dombrowski compared this situation to that of JT Realmuto, where he is confident they will retain him at the end of the year. But in a sense, in the meantime, this is going to be a bit of a prove-it year for Aaron Nola. We don't know the exact facts and figures, but we do believe that Aaron Nola is asking for one price, or is his agent, or his camp, whatever you want to call it, is asking for one price. And the Phillies don't exactly think he's worth that. He's worth that. The guy's going to be on the wrong end of 30 for this contract. And he probably wants to get paid for what he's already done and saying, I was fourth in Cy Young voting last year and I'm a workhorse and I gave you 230 innings. You know, where's my paycheck? And the Phillies perhaps don't see the value the same way. And who's to say whether Noel is asking for too much or the Phillies are lowballing him and how much of this is just gamesmanship at the negotiating table. But there's pressure on Aaron Nola to perform this year. There's pressure on Aaron Nola to stay healthy this year. A big-time prove-it year for Aaron Nola, for a guy who probably feels like he already deserves that contract and goes out there and pitches his ass off. Yeah, he's going to get one of the big-time pitching contracts in all of Major League Baseball if that happens again. If not, if he breaks down, if he keeps running into walls like he did today in Texas... Then the Phillies might try and bring him back on a team-friendly deal, or even worse, Aaron Nola's time in Philadelphia could theoretically come to a close. Now, I want Aaron Nola to stay around. I think he is imperative to this team's success. They rode him last year into the playoffs, and I thought it was poetic that he pitched that game in Houston where they clinched the playoff spot. He's, this guy's the longest-tenured Philly. Came up in 2015. He's still here in 2023. I have loved Aaron Nola, but Facts are facts. The guy runs into a wall sometimes, and today, even earlier than usual. So that's number two. Is there any concern about the contract? I believe there could be certainly a storyline to follow here. And number three is, in terms of running into a wall, in terms of just like going out there and gaming and feeling the certain pace of the game, it's hard to explain sometimes what the it factor is. But there are times where Aaron Nola just kind of feels like he lacks a bit of an it factor. Like, I know his whole personality and his whole persona, his whole shtick is just being a laid-back guy from Louisiana. You know what? That's fine. Because there were moments last year down the stretch in September and then into October, at the end of the regular season, into the postseason, 
where the fact that it appeared like Aaron Nola didn't have a pulse probably helped him. That guy doesn't seem especially phased by the fact that 45,000 plus are screaming and going nuts for this guy and whether that adrenaline would take you to a new high or let's say he has another bad start in New York next week and he comes back in his first start in Philadelphia, he gets booed. It doesn't seem like he would get too low. So I kind of like that personality about him. But when it comes to having like a little bit of a pulse, a little bit of an it factor, like to go out there after your team spots you five runs and chases Jacob DeGrom, it's just so, so frustrating that it's it's almost like he just gave it right back. He had no feel for the game. He had no feel for the situation. Like very the more of a lead you have, the the lever the level of leverage obviously goes down. And he just coughed it right back up. I don't know if he tried to get too cute out there. The game-tying home run to Grossman. He elevated a fastball. He started losing command of his pitches. This is a guy who didn't allow a hit through the first three innings. And now you're looking at the fourth inning. He can't even get through it. Just very, very frustrating. Certainly a tendency we've seen from Aaron Nola in the past. Again, I have been a fan of Aaron Nola, but it's really, really hard to defend him on days like today. So again, Phillies lose 11-7 at the hands of the Texas Rangers. The storyline out of this one to me and frankly to everyone is Aaron Nola runs into a wall after right around the 68 pitch mark. Just a call back to opening day in Atlanta five years ago. By the way, Aaron Nola, if there's any other indication for how long he's been here and how long he's been good, his sixth consecutive opening day start for the Phillies that is currently an active streak in Major League Baseball for one particular pitcher on one particular team, which again speaks to how long he's been here and how long he has really been like the leader of this staff. Now, I think most people would identify Zach Wheeler as the ace of the staff, and if you had a winner go-home game, that's the guy you probably want to go to. Well, we'll get a chance to see him on Saturday, but Nola giving the nod here on opening day and unfortunately unable to get it done. So they blow that game, cough up a five-run lead there in the fourth inning, and the Phillies lose 11-7. On the other side, we will get into... Uh, some, you know, recapping the game a little bit more. I'll hand out my player of the game. We will preview Saturday's game and give you some other notes uh, and news bets from the Phillies before we get out of here. Again, this is Phillies Today. You're listening to Dan Wilson once again here on the Phillies Today podcast. Welcome back. Phillies Today podcast. Dan Wilson with you recapping an 11-7 loss. Phillies loss opening day down at Globe Life Field in Texas, a game in which the Phillies blew. Uh, at the hands of the Texas Rangers. Again, Robbie Grossman uh, has a game-tying three-run blast off of Aaron Nola there in the fourth inning. He was hitless through three and then can't even get through the fourth. And that's going to be good enough for Robbie Grossman to win my player of the game award. Again, he, yeah, three-run home run. Aaron Nola elevates a fastball, and that was really the point where the game turned once the Phillies allowed the Rangers back into the game and tied it. I mean, they had a stranglehold in this thing. There's no other way around it. They had a 5 nothing lead with Jacob deGrom, the best pitcher, in Major League Baseball when he's healthy. And they gave it right back because Aaron Nola gave it all right back in one inning. It turned out to be part of a nine-run inning uh, for the Texas Rangers, which is an interesting stat courtesy of Jason Stark, if you follow him, mentioning the fact that the Texas Rangers did not score more than seven runs in a singular inning all season. The Phillies did not allow more than seven runs in a singular inning all of last season. Uh, And obviously both of those streaks were broken, or both of those I guess tendencies, statistics were broken here in day day one of the season. Uh, The Rangers hadn't scored that many runs in one inning all last year. The Phillies hadn't allowed that many in one inning all of last year. 
Uh, and here on opening day, a nine spot, as the Phillies need three pitchers to get through that inning. Uh, Phillies is a number of guys in this game, so Aaron Nola gets through three and two-thirds. Actually getting the loss in this game, because again, Nola got yanked. He allowed five. Not a great Phillies debut for uh, Gregory Soto. Thompson went to him to try and get through, to get the final out of that inning. He cannot record a singular out. He allows four runs, three of them earned, two walks, two hits, 19-pitch performance, can't record an out, so... His ERA uh, in a Phillies uniform is infinite at the moment. Not great for him. Connor Brogdon goes an inning. Uh, Andrew Vasquez goes an inning and a third. Andrew Bellotti goes an inning. Matt Strom goes an inning. And Brogdon allowed two more runs. And that was the end of the scoring for the Texas Rangers. More than enough, though, uh, in this case. Again, I mentioned on the Phillies offensive side, Alec Bohm did hit a home run to get the scoring started. Trey Turner had a triple to right field. That was that made it a three nothing lead. Trey Turner scored on a Degrom wild pitch that made it four nothing. Marsh doubled the left that scored Alec Bohm that made it five nothing. It was a, an array of home runs, triples, and doubles. Like the Phillies weren't even hitting singles. It was all extra base hits to start the game in the first uh, three or four innings here for the Phillies, and they just gave it right back. Uh, five nothing lead quickly became nine five by the time the fourth inning came to a halt. Sixth inning, Alec Bohm had an RBI single to center. Brad Miller, a familiar face uh, from the Philadelphia Phillies. He had a home run to left center. That scored Jonah Heim as well. So they gave an 11-6 lead for the Texas Rangers. And then an RBI ground out from Derek Hall, who will be getting the nod a lot at first base this season. Uh, he grounds out to second base and scored JT Realmuto, made it 11-7. Uh, and that would be the end of the scoring in this one. So again, my play of the game, Robbie Grossman for the game-tying three-run blast off of Aaron Nola. He went one for three on the day, but had the biggest hit of them all and really where the game just became a pivotal change. And once again, on the 68th pitch of the day. So somewhere Gabe Kapler is smiling and saying, I know what I was doing, pulling him uh, on 68 pitches five years ago in Atlanta. Some other notes to get to from today, uh, not necessarily pertaining to the game. So Christian Pache, who of course the Phillies acquired in a trade uh, just yesterday, day before opening day from the Oakland A's. One time uh, a highly talented prospect Got good speed, a good, plays a good outfield glove. Uh, not necessarily great with the bat historically in the major leagues, but can certainly help this team and hits from the right side and would be a good good potential bench option, I should say, uh, for Rob Thompson. He is scheduled to be added before Saturday's game. It was initially potentially expected that he would join uh, before opening day. He was not there in time, perhaps you know, some sort of hold up processing the trade. So Dalton Guthrie was on the roster, but after the game, the Phillies announced that Dalton Guthrie has been sent down. Christian Pache will take his spot and will be in a Phillies uniform for Saturday's game in Texas. Reese Hoskins underwent surgery today in Fort Worth, not too far from where the Phillies were playing in Arlington. And Rob Thompson told reporters or told the broadcasters as well that the surgery actually went better than expected. So Obviously, we're all hoping for a speedy recovery for the Phillies' first baseman. Still not expected that he will play this year, but uh, would certainly be nice if you know his recovery is as fast as boss possible and he can get to rehabbing and uh, his path back to the playing field as soon as possible. And the other piece of news from the Phillies today was, as far as injury news is concerned, the Phillies placed Bryce Harper on the 10-day injured list. So the other option was they place him on the 60-day injured list, but they elect to go with the 10-day injured list for Bryce Harper, which, again, you would think maybe that means that they believe he might actually be back before the end of May. Uh, if you've been following spring training and you've been listening to 
whether it's Larry Boa's comments or Rob Thompson's comments or kind of just the general sense around the Phillies clubhouses. Initially, it seemed like we weren't going to see Bryce Harper back out there, even just in a DH role, which when he gets back, he probably will have to DH and DH most of this season as well, similar uh, to the end of last year. But Bryce Harper doesn't seem to be looking to wait around until the All-Star break or till July or maybe even June to get back there in a Phillies uniform. If they're placing him on the 10-day L as opposed to 60-day IL, maybe around Mother's Day, Memorial Day, something certainly to keep an eye on. But Bryce Harper seems to be progressing about as well as you can uh, as of this point. So certainly some optimism there as well. Look ahead to Saturday's game in Texas. It'll be Zach Wheeler against Nathan Avaldi. Nathan avaldi has been you know, a pretty solid pitcher uh, for most of his career uh, at this point. He you know, joins the Texas Rangers this past offseason. But yeah, so he will be the scheduled starter for the Rangers. He was with the Red Sox a year ago, posted a 387 ERA, uh, 123 whip, had, you know, I think 103 strikeouts on the season is what I have noted down here. Zach Wheeler, of course, coming off a workhorse of a season as well, just similar to uh, to Aaron Nola. So I'm really, I think one of the storylines to watch as it pertains to this Phillies team is maybe more so than anything else. I mean, you're looking at, can Nick Castellanos step into more of a, you know, a, a role in this offense that he can actually pick up some of the slack and earn somewhat of his $20 million a year salaries. He signed a five-year deal with the Phillies last season. He did have a double uh, in Thursday's opener. Didn't really seem to matter. And it was while the Phillies offense was exploding and everyone was getting hits. Um, and he fittingly made the final out of the game uh, down there in Texas. Back like we never left, I suppose, because uh, he made the final out popping up on the first pitch in Houston to end last season uh, there in early November. But as far as this game is concerned on Saturday, we'll be interested to see how Zach Wheeler looks. Because similar to Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler threw a ton of innings last year, regular season plus the postseason. And, you know, he's even a little bit older than Nola is. It's just, it's always a concern when guys make deep postseason runs, pitchers do. And then they come back into spring training. You've got to be really careful with these guys' arms. What's his velocity look like? What's his durability going to look like? What's he look like in the beginning of the season? How does he look once we get into the dog days of July and August? So I think watching how Wheeler and Nola fare throughout the course of this year is perhaps as big as anything because if either one of those guys goes down, they're really going to be in a bad spot uh, considering the fact that you know, you're already short in your rotation. You have Ranger Suarez injured to start the year here. I mean, it's expected that he will join the rotation relatively soon. Matt Strom currently has, uh, you know, a spot in the Phillies rotation as of now. He actually pitched in Thursday's game, as, you know, Rob Thompson noting beforehand that he would be available because of the off day. The off day that nobody likes, by the way, the off day following opening day that has never really made a ton of sense. It a lot of times it's for weather, but down in Texas, they have a roof anyway. Some teams host some sort of luncheon or party to celebrate the return of the season. Whatever. From a fan's perspective, we just saw baseball for the first time. I'd like it if they played tomorrow, but we have to wait 48 hours until Saturday. But what it did allow for Rob Thompson to do uh, is Matt Strom was able to uh, eat the eighth inning for the Phillies, despite being at the back end uh, of the rotation at the moment. So they didn't have to use any of the other bullpen arms. We didn't see Sir Anthony Dominguez in this game. Uh, we did not see Junior Marte in this game. We didn't see Jose Alvarado in this game. And we did not see Craig Kimbrell 
uh, make his Phillies debut in this game. So again, the Phillies lose at the hands uh, of the Texas Rangers 11-7, a disappointing one, and certainly not the note uh, the 2023 Philadelphia Phillies were looking to begin on following that incredible run in the postseason into the World Series a year ago. That will do it for my first episode here. My name is Dan Wilson. Looking forward to talking to you guys all season long right here on the Phillies Today podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.